Welcome to Season 2 of Wild Speculation. I'm Andrew Rising, your guide on this journey through the strange, wonderful, and sometimes disturbing worlds of speculative fiction. We'll start this season in the world of weird science fiction, where the reality that faces our protagonists goes beyond their ability to understand it. So sit back, contemplate the strange nature of the universe, and enjoy. You can never go home again. Any survivors? Then hopefully someone will find this someday and... I got it! It's recording, I think. I've never used a cassette before. This tech is nearly a century old. When we're done, we better play it back to see if it even worked. All right, then. Here we go. Hello. I am communication specialist Major Eddie Thane of the UN NASA research ship Lorenz. I and the crew of the Lorenz are searching the city of Orlando, Florida for any sign of human life. If we don't find anyone in Orlando, we intend to make our way north to Washington, D.C., But we may stop before then if we find anyone who... Well, anyone at all. If you are listening to this, please come find us. We have been on an experimental mission studying time dilation. When we got back into Earth orbit, we attempted to hail both Canaveral and Houston, but only got radio silence. So we opened our hail across all bandwidths, civilian and military, but still got no response. Luckily, our pilot and our techs were able to get us down safely without ground support. Ground control and the airbase appeared to be completely abandoned, so we made our way into the city. So far, we have found no one. But we did find this large collection of old audio cassette tapes and Walkman cassette players, which we will leave as markers of our passage. Where are we leaving them? Um, people will be looking for supplies to survive this. So, in stores? Yeah, in the canned goods section. With the beans. We'll want a store that we can find reliably all the way from here to Washington, D.C., so we'll we'll leave them in Walmarts. All right. The next city where we will leave the tapes will be Jacksonville. We'll leave a tape with a Walkman in each of the first three Walmarts we find along the highway. If I'm being completely honest, this is starting to freak us out. If you find this and have any way of broadcasting a radio signal, please try to get through to us, if you can. Please tell us what happened here, even if you don't follow us north. We are making this recording on April 12th, 2094, according to this digital watch we found in our search. I don't know what happened, but if you are still alive, please stay safe. How was that? Good. We'll just play it to make sure it worked, then make a few copies and place them in Walmarts around the city. Can you believe it's April? Two whole months later than we thought. I wonder how... Should be working, so whenever you're ready. Okay. Hello. I am Major Eddie Thane, communications specialist on the crew of the UN NASA Lorenz, a research vessel designed to run time dilation experiments. It took us four days to get to Jacksonville, so the date should be April 16th, 2094. 
If you listened to our cassette in Orlando, then you know what happened. We returned to Earth to find everything abandoned, not a trace of other humans, living or dead. We're moving north, and we still haven't found anyone. Our pilot, Lieutenant Samantha Grath, had family in St. Augustine, so we stopped there. It was an eerie experience. We found their house just as it had been. There were still pictures of her aunt and uncle on the walls, and their belongings were in the drawers. There was no sign of any panic, struggle, or effort to pack up and leave. Their car was even parked in the driveway. Whatever happened, people had no time to prepare. Is anyone alive? Did everyone leave and take nothing with them? These are the questions we are trying to answer. If you find this tape, please make contact with us. We are starting to worry that we are alone on this planet. We have a ham radio with its signal boosted as far as it will go. We're continuing north towards D.C. We'll leave our next tape in the first three Walmarts along the highway in Savannah, Georgia. The canned goods section again, with the beans. Anything else I forgot? The cars don't... Oh, uh, right. Um, we have discovered that none of the vehicles here work. Even a car in perfect condition with a full tank of gas, it simply won't start. Is this some effect of whatever made the people disappear? Or is it something different? If you know the answer, or if you know a way to get the vehicles to work, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you anyway, since it would mean that we aren't alone here, but... And I'm rambling. Anyway, northward to Savannah, and we hope to hear from someone soon. Okay, let's get this copied and distributed, and then let's... Is it on? Yep. This is, once again, Major Eddie Thane of the UN NASA ship Lorenz. And I am recording this message ten days after our arrival back on Earth. So, April 22nd, 2094, if the watch we found is correct. As you may already know from our earlier tapes, I and the rest of the Lorenz crew returned from our mission testing the effects of time dilation on humans to find that everyone seems to have just vanished. We are making our way from Orlando to Washington, D.C., we hope someone there managed to get to a bunker and survive this, and even if not, we might find some clue as to what the hell this is. On our way north from Jacksonville, our engineer, Sergeant Alexei Kozlov, reported seeing shadows move out of the corners of his eyes, but whenever he tried to look directly at them, nothing was there. Soon, the rest of us noticed the same thing, but no matter how hard we tried, we could not locate the source of the movement. Is something out there tracking us while staying out of our direct sight? Is this the same thing that caused everyone to disappear? Or are we just going crazy with paranoia? Both options are bad, and frankly, I don't know which one is worse. Either way, if you get this message, be careful out there. There might be something in the shadows. We are out of cassette tapes and Walkmans, so we're going to try to find some more here in Savannah before we move on. Then we'll be taking things slower as we continue north. In the case you're following us, whoever you are, we want to give you a chance to catch up. And, frankly, I don't think any of us are eager to reach D.C., since it's looking more and more likely that it'll be empty there, too. 
And then what do we do? Our next cassette drop will be in Columbia, South Carolina. As always, in the canned goods section of the first three Walmarts we find. I desperately hope that by then we have found someone, or that you'll have found us. Geez, Eddie, depressing much? Look, I'm not saying anything the crew doesn't know already, and we've got to make peace with the possibility that these tapes might not be found for a long, long time, if they are found at all. You really need to snap out of it, or someone else might have to. So I just... Okay. Um, greetings. This is Captain Nathaniel Wuthers of the crew of the UN NASA Lorenz. I have taken over the duties of our comm specialist, Major Eddie Thane, who is, um, indisposed. It is May 4th, 2094, as of this recording, and we continue to make progress towards Washington, D.C. through this barren landscape that is now Earth. We will continue at this slower pace to allow anyone who finds these messages to catch up with us and join us in our efforts of survival. Our next cassette drop will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, in the first three Walmarts we find. Is there anything else? Canned? Right. You will find the tape in with the canned beans. Until then... Tell them about the radio and the animals. Why? Aren't these messages just trying to connect us with other survivors? But the information might help. Oh, just let me. Hello, this is Major Anya Novak. I have been assisting Major Thane and now Captain Wuthers with these recordings. Before we end this recording, there is some more information we've found that might help you. First, we have not seen a single animal on our journey north. It appears that whatever caused the humans to disappear affected other animals, too. Plants and fungi are still here, though. We aren't quite sure what this means. Second, we have started to pick up signals on our radio. Just blasts of sound, like music sped up past the point of intelligibility. These sounds fade in, then fade out again very quickly, as if the source of the signal is moving past at high speed. We can't find any kind of pattern in these signals, but they do seem to be slowly increasing in frequency. We hope we can figure out what they are, but for now, we don't have a clue. As the captain said, look for our next tape in Raleigh. Major, was that really necessary? Yes, Captain. That information could be helpful to whoever finds it, even if they don't follow us north. But don't we want them to follow us north? Yeah, but we can't just hoard information in the face of... Hello, this is Major Eddie Thane of the UN NASA ship Lorenz. This is our latest in a series of tapes we have made and left for other survivors on our journey to Washington, D.C. We've all but given up hope that anyone will find these tapes, or find us. But maybe the information will at least help you figure out what the hell happened. Captain Wuthers, who insisted on doing the last recording when he thought my messages were getting too dire is unfortunately no longer with us. He just got up and left a few nights ago without telling anyone. We found footprints outside the house we were staying in, but he took no supplies. Did he leave for the same reason everyone else left? Or did the stress just get to him and he wandered off? We aren't sure. All we know is we were unable to find him. I lost count of the days since we were in Columbia, but I think I'm recording this around May 19th, 
2094. We made another discovery on this leg of the journey. The moving shadows we keep catching glimpses of seem to be more than just figments of our paranoid imaginations. They seem to be somehow connected to the weird radio bursts we pick up. Any time we all start seeing the moving shadows in our peripheral vision, the radio burst almost always follows immediately. Then the shadows recede after the radio burst passes. We still have no idea what is causing the shadows or the radio bursts, but we did notice that both happen more when we are in or near cities and towns. What does it mean? What is causing them? And are they connected to what made everyone else disappear? We don't know. We are still holding out hope that we can find some answers, or better yet, people, in D.C. Look for our next tape in Richmond, Virginia. As always, you'll find them with the canned beans in the first three Walmarts along the highway. You do realize that the captain probably just walked off to find a quiet place to blow his brains out, right? Don't say stuff like that while we're still record. I hope somebody finds these damn things. It's on, Eddie. What? Why didn't you... Fine. Hello. This is Major Eddie Thane. I am part of what is left of the crew of the UN NASA Lorenz, making our way through this depopulated hellscape from our landing site in Florida up to Washington, D.C. This is a warning for whoever finds this tape. Stay out of the middle of the road. Apparently, the radio bursts we have detected come from some sort of mostly invisible force that can interact with the physical world. This force is lethal, as we found out the hard way. It slammed into several of our crew members, killing them on impact. It might have killed us all if we hadn't realized that we were safe as long as we stayed off the road. Since then, we've stuck to sidewalks, medians, and shoulders, and no one else has been killed. Is this what happened to everybody? Did this force kill them? If so, where are all the bodies? Because it didn't make our friends disappear, it just slammed into them and killed them. There are three of us left. Lieutenant Grath, Major Novak, and myself. Hopefully we will find other survivors in D.C. and stop there. If we don't find anyone, we'll make more tapes and continue north to New York. If we make more tapes, you'll find them with the canned beans in D.C. area Walmarts. I hope this helps you avoid the tragedy that we have had to face. And I really hope we find someone in Washington. Good luck. This is Major Anya Kovac. I am the sole surviving member of the crew of the UN NASA Lorenz. The mysterious force that is heralded by moving shadows and a radio signal burst has killed the rest of our crew. Lieutenant Grath and Major Thane were attempting to cross the interstate highway as we entered D.C. when my radio picked up about a dozen signal bursts in quick succession. Before I knew it, Samantha and Eddie were dead. Broken bodies played out on the road. And I couldn't even risk trying to retrieve their bodies to bury them. On top of that, our efforts have turned out to be for nothing. There is no one here in D.C. For all I know, I am the only living human left on Earth. I'm only making one copy of this tape, and won't be making any more after this. I'm done with this.
If I'm still alive, you'll find me in Boston. Boston was my home before all this, so maybe it can be again. I don't know. These tapes were probably just as pointless as our journey to D.C., but maybe some aliens will discover them in the distant future and figure out what happened to humanity. Anyway, meet me in Boston if you find this tape. Or don't. I can't bring myself to care one way or the other. This was the seventh and final tape found in the canned goods section of a D.C. area Walmart. As it says in the recording, this was the only copy of the final tape ever found. Over the past year, avid Lorenz hunters, as they call themselves, have regularly scoured the canned food sections of the Walmarts in every city between Washington, D.C. and Boston, but no other tapes were ever discovered. When copies of the first tape were found around the city of Orlando two months after the expected return of the UN NASA Lorenz, the authorities thought it was just some tasteless prank. It turned out that the tapes were stolen from a local collector. Then, Mr. and Mrs. Grath's house was broken into in St. Augustine, and a second set of tapes were discovered in Jacksonville, so a criminal investigation was launched. Plainclothes police officers were posted in every Walmart in Savannah, Georgia, watching the canned goods sections. The third set of tapes appeared without anyone knowing how they got there. Security footage was scoured after the fact, but no one could be seen placing the tapes there. On top of that, some of the canned goods seemed to have disappeared. It was at this point that a more thorough investigation began in earnest. Petty thefts, mostly of food, were discovered all along the path from Orlando to Savannah, and more started popping up on the road to Columbia. Voice recognition software indicated that the voices on the tapes were in fact those of the Lorenz crew, or at least top-notch fakes. Still, the whole thing was treated as some elaborate ongoing prank until four mysterious car crashes took place near the end of May of that year. Four cars crashed as if they had hit something, denting the hoods, smashing the windshields, but the cars had hit nothing, or at least nothing visible. When the Richmond tapes indicated that four of the crew members had died after being hit by invisible forces, the scientific community began entertaining the idea that the crew of the Lorenz was somehow here on Earth, but unable to interact with the rest of us, except in a handful of random, violent encounters. We still aren't sure how such a thing is even possible, but when two cars had similar crashes on the DC Beltway in rapid succession, and then this final tape turned up, it seemed to confirm that there was more going on here than a mere prank, however elaborate. Tracking Major Novak's continued process up the East Coast became difficult, as the disappearance of enough food to feed a single person is less noteworthy than the disappearance of food for seven or eight. Still, our research group at MIT discovered that a corner grocery near Major Novak's childhood home has had small, regular shortages over the past couple of months. We made a tape of our own that explained what we knew about what happened to Novak and placed it next to the regularly disappearing food with Novak's name on it. For several days, it just sat there, but yesterday, it disappeared. An hour ago, the tape was found where we had first placed it. This is the message we received. So you're saying I'm all alone here and won't be able to find anyone else? 
Yeah, I'd kind of figured that out anyway. Good to have it confirmed, though, I guess. And it's nice to know that not everyone's dead. Tell my parents I love them and miss them. Tell the rest of the crew's families. I'm sorry. And that was it, short and sweet. We plan on leaving another tape for her later today, asking her to work with us to understand what is going on. We will let her know that she should feel free to record personal messages, which we will pass along. In the meantime... Professor, something just... I am right in the middle of a teleconference. We are making discoveries that overturn the way we understand the world. What could possibly be so important? Something invisible just landed on a car, stopped on the street in front of one Boston place. It completely smashed the roof of the car. It appears to be about the size of a human body. Oh. Oh my. That means the tape was... Tell her parents. Oh. Friends and colleagues, I am afraid I have to cut this presentation short while we investigate a new, um, development. Goodbye. Anya watched as the large sandbag appeared to explode, then hang in the air. Satisfied that this would stop them from contacting her again, she sat back and watched the sunset from the top of the tall building. Now those assholes won't give my parents false hope. They can mourn and move on. Because the truth is, I'm already dead, or might as well be. I'm just not quite ready to be done living yet. Thank you for listening to You Can Never Go Home Again. If you enjoyed this story, please subscribe to the podcast and share it on social media. If you would like to help the podcast continue to grow and improve, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com wildspeculation. And for more updates about the podcast and other projects I am working on, please follow me at twitter.com wspeculation and facebook.com wildspeculation. Since so many of us are stuck at home right now, I will be releasing episode two of this season next week in which we will explore the world of social science fiction. I'm Andrew Rising, and this has been Wild Speculation. Until next time, let your imagination run wild.